0: Welcome to the evening episode of Honey in the Rock. We hope you've had a great day and we've got a great show ahead for you. Stick with us. This evening's episode is titled, I have trodden the winepress alone. It shall be focused on a study of Isaiah chapter 63. Before we go any further, we'll begin with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, as we recognize that to walk with Christ, we have to forsake all. Many times, Father, we want to get everything and then follow you, but help us to forsake everything and then, Lord, so that we can hold on to thee with both our hands. We pray, Father, as we recognize the scriptures here, telling us how, Lord, that you trod the white press of your wrath alone, and how, Lord, even thee, you had to walk alone in this walk. As you came, Father, to bring salvation unto us, how your disciples left you, and you are alone, and they denied you, and you had to face judgment alone. So we thank thee, Father, that you took sin, that we may become righteous. You you being a son, you you forsook your sonhood, and took on sin, that, Father, we, Lord, by you, be without sin, and become sons. Speak to us out of thy word today. In the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Isaiah chapter 63.
1: Chapter 63 Who is this that cometh from Edom with dyed garments from Basra, this that is glorious in his apparel, traveling in the greatness of his strength? I that speak in righteousness, mighty to save Wherefore art thou red in thine apparel, and thy garments like him that tradeth in the wine-fat? I have trodden the wine-press alone, and of the people there was none with me, for I will tread them in mine anger, and trample them in my fury, and their blood shall be sprinkled upon my garments, and I will stain all my raiment. For the day of vengeance is in mine heart, and the year of my redeemed is come. And I looked, and there was none to help, And I wondered that there was none to uphold. Therefore mine own arm brought salvation unto me, and my fury it upheld me. And I will tread down the people in mine anger, and make them drunk in my fury, and I will bring down their strength to the earth. I will mention the loving kindness of the Lord, and the praises of the Lord according to all that the Lord hath bestowed on us, and the great goodness toward the house of Israel, which he hath bestowed on them according to his mercies and according to the multitude of his loving-kindnesses. For he said, Surely they are my people, children that will not lie. So he was their Savior. In all their affliction he was afflicted, and the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and in his pity he redeemed them, and he bare them and carried them all the days of old. But they rebelled and vexed his Holy Spirit. Therefore he was turned to be their enemy, and he fought against them. Then he remembered the days of old, Moses and his people, saying, Where is he that brought them up out of the sea with the shepherd of his flock? Where is he that put his Holy Spirit within him, that led them by the right hand of Moses with his glorious arm dividing the water before them, to make himself an everlasting name, that led them through the deep, as an horse in the wilderness, that they should not stumble. As a beast goeth down into the valley, the Spirit of the Lord caused him to rest. So didst thou lead thy people to make thyself a glorious name. Look down from heaven, and behold from the habitation of thy holiness and of thy glory. Where is thy zeal and thy strength, the sounding of thy bowels and of thy mercies toward me? Are they restrained? Doubtless thou art our Father, though Abraham be ignorant of us, and Israel acknowledge us not. Thou, O Lord, art our Father, our Redeemer. Thy name is from everlasting. O Lord, why hast thou made us to err from thy ways, and hardened our heart from thy fear? Return for thy servants' sake, the tribes of thine inheritance. The people of thy holiness have possessed it but a little while. Our adversaries have trodden down thy sanctuary. We are thine. Thou never bearest rule over them. They were not called by thy name. Up
0: next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled Forsaking All. This was preached in 1962 on January the 23rd. We'll begin at paragraph 124 up to paragraph 202. I trust you find it to be a blessing.
2: A person told me one time said, I wouldn't care what you done. I didn't care. I can't. You know, how much proof you got? Said I just don't believe it. I said certainly not. You never see it. You're just too blind to see it. That's right. I said it's not for unbelievers. It's for believers. The believers see it. That's right. Fellow said to me one time, met me on the street, said. You're wrong in your doctrine. I said, it's the Bible. He said, you're wrong. He said, then I, I'm against you. He said, then smite me blind. Paul smote a man blind one time. He said, smite me blind. I said, I, I, I can't do it. You're already blind. You, you're, how can I do what your father the devil's already done? Try, you're already blind. A oh, Man, to say a thing like that is, is so blind, he don't know daylight from dark. You can't discern between the two. Life or death, that's really being blind. Yes, sir. Yes, the great physician was with them. And they seen miracles happen. Sure. The disciples, what did they forsake? They had nets, fishnets. They forsook their fishnets to walk with him and see his signs and miracles and his power of being the Messiah. Anybody wouldn't give up a day's fishing to follow that, there's something wrong. They left their nets full of fish. They started to pull, and they had the biggest catch they ever had, and they forsook every bit of it to follow Him, because they believed in their heart that He was Messiah. And they wanted to follow Him to see if the signs would follow Him as Messiah. And they got to see it. I'd forsake anything in the world, I don't care what it is. To see Jesus Christ manifest Himself, especially when it's manifested in my life, that I know it, I've passed from death unto life, and I know that He is the Messiah. I know by taking Him at His Word that He has saved me from a life of sin, and I know that the Holy Spirit dwells within me. I see His signs everywhere pointing that I know that He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Forsaken all. I'm willing to forsake anything. I belong to a fine organization, a fine church, one of the best there is in the country. But they said, Billy, you're going to lose your mind and become a Holy Roller. Right there. I said, you might as well take my fellowship card right now, because I'm going to follow the Holy Spirit. That's right. True. And you have to forsake everything. That's right, to follow Him. But he that will forsake all and follow Him, God pays off in the bountiful blessings of richness. There's nothing to compare with it. All right. Now the disciples forsaken their nets and uh, fish nets full of fish their occupation they forsaken their occupation to follow the Lord Jesus to see his power see the sign those men were trained men they know what the messiah was supposed to do they read back in the bible they understood just what messiah was going to do they knew it was time for it to happen and when they seen this man rise on the scene, who fit the picture, then they were ready to forsake everything, to listen to what he had to say. Because if it was a Messiah, then it was life for them, because they had been invited to follow him. So they've forsaken everything. So is it today. If this is right, if this message of the baptism of the Holy Spirit in these last days where he said he'd pour out both farmer and latter rain upon us, if these things are right, it's worth forsaking everything. Follow it. Jesus said, These signs shall follow them that believe. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live, and whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. It's true. Go ye into all the world, to every creature, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, speak with new tongues, take up serpents. They drink deadly things that do not harm them. If they lay their hands on the sick, they shall recover. That's what he said. As the Father sent me, so send I you. The Father that sent the Son went with the Son and was in the Son. The Jesus that sends a man goes with him and is in him to perform and do the same works. Oh, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. And the works that I do shall you do also. Brother, if that he better than old creeds and stuff of the world and belonging to some another there, denying all that. Why, I think we should be the happiest people in the world to see the living God moving around us like this, knowing that we have forsaken all to follow Him. Amen. That makes me feel religious. (laughs) Forsaken all to follow the Lord Jesus. The same today, you've got to forsake all, just like they did back there. You have to do too. Now, you're talking about somebody forsaking something. Let's look what for Jesus, Jesus for, for us. Jesus gave up everything. He had a home in heaven. And he gave up his home in heaven and came to the earth and did not even have a place to lay his head. Not right. He became so low till he didn't even so poor till he didn't even have a bed to sleep in. He said, the foxes has dens, and the birds has air, and the air has nests, but the Son of Man don't even have a place to lay his head. See? Well, what did he get for that? He got raised so high, till he has to look down to see heaven. He came to the world, took the lowest name that could be Tuck in the world. He had the lowest name. Tuck, the lowest name was called Beelzebub. Beelzebub, when they see him discerning the spirits, they're like that, they said he's a fortune-teller. He's Beelzebub, a devil. Fortune-telling is a devil. And they called him a devil, the lowest of all. He had the lowest name. He went to the lowest city. And the smallest man in the city looked down on top of him. (laughs) Zacchaeus, that's that's right, It's Jericho, way down. He sure did. He had the lowest name that there was in the earth. He has come to the world with an illegitimate, they called him. Because they really believed that the baby was born out of holy wedlock. He had that to continue with, to begin with. Then called the name of Beelzebub, the lowest that could be God. He forsaken his heavenly place and came to take that. But God gave him a name above every name that's named in the heaven, every name that's named in the earth, to the whole family in heaven and earth. is named in the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. That's it. He forsaken. He was rewarded. Sure he did. All right. He came to the earth, creator of heavens and earth, and he had nothing to eat. Satan tempted him, fasting for us. But he received food that the others knew nothing about. One day he said, so I have food. He said, won't you come eat? He said, I have food that you know not of. That's right. He had food that they didn't know nothing of. Here on earth... He had no shelter, they said, no place, no house, nothing, it belonged to him. But you know what? He became a shelter for every one of us. God made him a shelter for the whole human race. He had no shelter of his own, but he is our shelter. They've been talking so much about fallout shelters, oh my, we got one, that's right. Fallout shelters, going some hole in the ground. They tell me those bombs will hit and blast a hole in the ground for hundred and fifty feet deep for a hundred and something miles square. Why it would break every bone in you if you was a half a mile deep in the ground. Sure it would. Anywhere. But we got a shelter. Christ is our shelter. Amen. As I said the other night, they've been Russia has been boasting, their great boasting condition. We put a man in space first. I ah, different with that? We've had one in space for 2,000 years. Right. Amen. Amen. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, sir. An intercessor. Yes, sir. That goes into heaven and back in a, just like a split second. Sure. We got a man in space. They haven't got nothing. Yes. All right. We find he didn't have, he had become a shelter for all of us. He gave up his sonship between Him and the Father, to be made sin for us. Did you know that? He know no sin became sin for us. Our sins was placed upon Him. He gave up the sonship to become sin. Now He can make sinners sons. (laughs) That's the good part. Take sinners and make sons when He'll give up His sonship to become sin. Now he takes sinners and makes sons out of them. Hey, man, what a privilege! Yes, sir. God won't be undersold on anything. No, sir. You can't do this because God sees to it. His son became sin offering and he might buy. Now take sinners and make sons of God out of them. What a beautiful thing that is. Now, yes, sir, he he gave his strength. He became weak, that He might be our strength. He is our all-sufficient strength. We don't need no other strength but the strength of the Lord Jesus. He is my strength from day to day. Without Him, I would fall, said the poet. How wonderful. What you forsake, what you receive for what you were forsaken. My, forsake the world. Forsake your own ideas. Forsake your doubts. Forsake your flusterations. Forsake it. And receive Him. Believe Him. Say, now, is it so? Is the days of miracles past? Forsake that kind of an idea. Believe it. And I said, is Jesus really the healer? Or is this just a, a bunch of mental workup that these people have? Just forsake that thought one time. Now, how do you know where it's going to be right or not? It's a promise. Yes, That's how you know. You say, oh, I believe the Holy Ghost was for people way back a long time ago, just for the disciples only. Oh, it cannot be. Then if it does, the Bible contradicts itself. Peter said on the day of Pentecost, Repent and be baptized, every everyone in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you, to your children, and to them as far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Amen. Then it is God's promise that we can, as many as God calls to the Holy Ghost, you've got a right to come. Just forsake your ideas of it and take God's determined word of it. You say, is there such a thing that people can speak in tongues? Or is that just some foolishness or some babbling they've done? Just forsake your own idea. Jesus said this, these sons shall follow them at least. They shall speak with new tongues. The Bible said so. Brother, could these signs that I see in the, in the meetings, could that be God? Certainly could be. Well, I've seen people who lived any kind of a life, and they went and prayed for sick, and they got well. I, Jesus said, no man can do a miracle in mine. He can right away speak lightly of me. That's right. If the man's wrong, taking the gift of God and doing something wrong, God will deal with him. But it's God just the same? Sure it is. Because he's a hypocrite. He don't make you shine good. You can't have a... only way you can have a real... uh, A bogus dollar, it has to be made off of a real one. And everybody say, I ain't going to church. I don't want to go to church. There's too many hypocrites. Well, you're smaller than they are. You're trying to hide behind them. If you can get behind them, you're smaller than them. (laughs) That's right. I read a little article in a paper the other day where an old man, he was both deaf, dumb, and blind, and he went to Sunday school every Sunday. And they asked him, Gabriel said, why do you go to church? You can't hear what the preacher says. You can't hear none of the songs. Why do you go to church? And he said, I just want to let everybody know what side I'm on. <laughs> just want to let the devil and everybody else know that what side he was on. I think that's good. Yes, sir. What else did Jesus do? He gave and forsook his own life. He gave his life to save Yours and mine, because that he that he gave his life. He didn't have to lay it down. He had done it willingly. He didn't have to do it, but he done it willingly because he could save you. And now he's the only one that can save you. There's nothing else can save you. I know there's a denomination that says that their church saves you. You're saved by the church. You're saved by Jesus Christ, or you're lost. Yes, sir. Nothing you can do. Not one thing you can do. Only repent of your sins. Jesus Christ is the Savior. Yes, sir. He gave, he gave uh, His life for you. Now, I think that today, while we're closing, you might say this, that it behooves us then that we would give our life and our all and forsake everything that's worldly, everything that's ungodly, all of our unbelief and everything. To get to follow Him like those disciples did. Wouldn't you like to do that? Follow Him what for? To see His great signs of His coming. Now remember, the Bible promises that in this last stage, just at the close of time, it'll be another Christian light come forth. The former and latter rain will come together. The prophet said, it will be light in the evening time. There'll be a day. That can't call day or night. What kind of a day is that? Kind of a rainy, hazy, dismal day. There's the sun's a-shining, sure, way in above the mist and clouds. There's a the sun shining, and through that, all that mist, yep, it gives light. So you can walk, see how to get around. That's what we've had for years and years, for 2,000 years. See, we've walked by faith, and we've thought, well, that's uh, all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we believe, and we join church and put our name on the book. And that's all right. We believe we don't see these things like he did back in them days. Way back there, they said, all that's gone. It's back. And it's been that way for, for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Just a dismal day. But he said, in the evening time, it shall be light. Now, the same sun that rises in the east is the same sun that sets in the west. The same Jesus that was poured out his Spirit in the east Upon those people is the same Jesus that's in His last days poured out His Spirit upon the Western people. He promised it. He made a promise. He said, As it was in the days of Lot, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. How that the God manifested Himself in a human body, sat there and eat with Abraham, with his back turned to the tent, and told Sarah what she was thinking in the tent told Abraham what his name was and what Sarah's name was and how that he was going to visit them. And Sarah didn't believe it and laughed in the tent. And the angel said, why did Sarah laugh in the tent behind the man? Jesus said, as it was in that day, so will it be in the coming of the Son of Man. As I've often said, said last night, I want to quote it again. There's always three classes of people all the time. Like Ham, Sham and Japheth's people, the three sons of Noah, all the way down these these three classes of people. Now we class them as this. Unbeliever, make-believer, and believer. Now that's the way it, it tallies up. It did the same thing there. Jesus said, as it was in the days of Sodom, so shall it be to this Abraham that had forsaken all to follow. Now here it is right down. He'd held that promise for years and years, 25 years. Here he is, 100 years old now. And he's up here... Uh, in the fields, his herd's getting lean, and no water, and Lot living, luxurious down there with all the things that he wanted. And here was Sarah, once the most beautiful woman in the land. And here she is now, kind of deprived, and maybe Miss Lot had these new waterhead hairdos then, you know, and all this stuff. She living just luxurious down there. She was the mayor's wife, and she belonged to a church that was a great church. Yes, sir. And no doubt she had all of her society, she didn't even want to leave it, leave it till she even kept turning back and she hadn't turned to a pillar of salt, because she loved the world better than she loved to obey that angel's voice. Amen. Now notice the three classes, the unbelievers, the sodomites, the just halfway lukewarm church members was locked. But the elected, called out church was Abraham and his group. When these angels, where did they come to? to Abraham and his group. Right. They went down, two of them went down there, like modern evangelists. We've got great evangelists that's that's going to the church denominational today. One of the greatest mans in the land that we know of is Billy Graham. And he's certainly blasting the gospel to those people out there, calling them out, get out of Sodom! We don't have to all get out of Sodom to this church, it ought to be out already. If it's called by the Holy Ghost, it's done left Sodom a long time ago. That's right. It's for suck Sodom. It's living out here by herself. Exactly. Separated. The very word church means called out, separated. Amen. And if you separate your th- come out from among them, touch not their unclean things. If you haven't done that, you're down in Sodom. Amen. You're a church member, lukewarm. Then you are to separate yourself and get away from the things of the world and come out and live clean and holy. Walk in the commandments of God. Remember, two of those angels went down there. They didn't do many miracles. There's only one miracle that they did, was smite the people blind when they come at them. Well, that's exactly what the preaching of the Word does, smites the people blind. And these great evangelists today that we know of, many of them visit Phoenix here, and uh, great evangelists from that went out into the field don't perform miracles and so forth, but they absolutely bind them unbelievers, them Sodomites, with preaching the word that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. But then here's the church spiritual, not the church natural, no, the Sodomites, but the church spiritual who believes in God, been visited by God like Abraham was all the way down. Abraham is a perfect type of Abraham's seed after him in the church. A people out of the Gentiles for his name, the royal seed is preached on Sunday. Now, this church is called out, separated, forsaken everything of the world. Come out to walk with the Holy Spirit like Abraham did. We've seen all kinds of things like Abraham did. Come along. But what was that last sign that he saw before the end of the journey? What was the last sign before that the expected son came on the scene? Abraham was expecting a son. Is that right? Are we Abraham's seed? Then we're expecting a son, a promised son, the Son of God. And Abraham seen mysterious works of God when he called him in that little light that time in the sacrifice and confirmed the covenant to him. And many times he met him in many different ways. But the last sign that he showed Abraham was when he come manifested in flesh and sat with his back, turned to the tent and told Sarah Abraham no doubt believed that that was God. Some people don't believe it was, but that the Bible said it was God. Abraham said it was. He called him Elohim. Elohim is the great Creator of the heavens and earth. Now he made himself flesh for a sign that in the last days, see the Sodomites, the unbeliever, see the church member, now watch the elected called out. And in this elected, He's manifesting Himself in the power of the Holy Ghost in human flesh. Hey, man, can't you see it's the Messiah? God, Christ, represented in this church. The church doing the same life, living the same life, doing the same signs, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall He do also. If the spirit of a a gangster was in me and have guns on me. If the spirit of a painter was in me, I could paint the picture of a painter. It could do. If the spirit of a mechanic was on me, I could tell you what was wrong in your car. See? And if the spirit of Jesus Christ is in me, I'll do the works of Christ because it's the life of Christ in you. See? Manifested in who? Manifested in who? he be forsaken His sonship and became sin and took our sins that He might... Take sinners and make them sons. He became me that I might become him. He became a sinner that I might become a son of God. Hey, oh, it's striking! What he done. See, he taken your place that you might take his place. You're joint heirs with him in the kingdom. He became a sinner like you. Your sins placed upon him that he might take you and make you a fellow citizen of heaven and set you with him in God's kingdom. There you are. Put His Spirit in you, and if His Spirit's in you, the works that He did, you'll do also. Amen. Now look what He did when He was here on earth. How did He make Himself manifested? You can't go around and hanging around and going to pool rooms and hanging away from church and staying home on Wednesday night to see some kind of a filthy uh, television play or something like that, and forsake your church and all like that. Ever expect to see Christ? You have to forsake those things to follow the Holy Spirit, let him manifest himself as Messiah, like those first followers did. They followed him to see if he was the Messiah. What do you think did when Andrew stayed all night with him that night, him and Philip? The next morning, Philip went one way and Andrew another. Andrew took out after his brother. And as soon as he found Simon, he said, Come see, we have found that Messiah. He knew he was Messiah. Why? He knew what Messiah would be. He knew scripturally what the Messiah would be. Now, of course, the Jews them days, they had it all figured out in those great big churches. That, oh, when the Messiah comes, there'll be a trumpet sound across the skies. And God will crank up something and let the quarters of heaven drop down. And there'll be an angel salute blast across the earth. And the Messiah will come riding down them quarters like that with angels and bands and things like that. Come right down to this temple. Walk into it. you will be Messiah. He'll take a rod and rule the earth. Look how much different he comes. But he did come scripturally. Sitting on the fold of a mule, coming riding into Jerusalem, lowly and meek. <laughs> That's right. See? And he even turned the prophet around, John. He had preached the Messiah with a fan in his hand, thoroughly purging his floor. And when he came, meek and lowly. But John knew that was the Messiah because he saw that light over him. And he knew that. He said, He that told me in the wilderness go baptize the water. said, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining, he's the one that baptized it with the Holy Ghost and fire. Amen. Nobody else saw it. John saw it. The promise was to John. Nobody saw the star the wise man following. And so it is tonight. You can set your double blind and never see the power of God. You can never understand it. Until God opens up your heart, all the Father's given me will come to me, and no man can come except my Father's brother. that's all. That's settled.
0: As we get towards the end of this episode, we'll end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Fathers, the Scripture was teaching us here, saying, Why art thou red in thy apparel, and thy garments like him that tradeth in the wine fat? Father, we recognize that it was our sin that, Lord put you on that cross, and the reason why, Lord, you bore those wounds was because of our iniquity. We pray, Father, thanking you that you were wounded for our transgression and bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement of our peace was upon thee, and by your stripes we are healed. So help us, Father, through faith to attain the promise of the cross and salvation, and the Holy Spirit, Father, the seal of our redemption. Until the day of our So we pray, Father, manifest Yourself in our lives, and Lord, that the world may recognize that You live yet today. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback.
3: There in silence on the sand. Come and... said, Simon, row out further, drop your nets once again into the sea. I said, Master, we've been working since the sundown yesterday. One more time, I'll throw them over just because it's you. More than both our boats could ever hold. Then I fell down there before him, crying, leave me, Lord, I'm full of sin. He said, Simon, don't be frightened, follow me and you will learn to fish for me.